Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You are tuned in to episode number 286 of Linux in the Hampshire. And this is going to be a combination deep dive into Hamvention, our total wrap-up, and a revisit of the episode that wasn't. So we'll start with who we are. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. So as many of you have probably figured out or experienced directly, we were at Hamvention last week. And Hamvention 2019 was excellent as far as I'm concerned. I think we had a great time at the show, and we're going to talk all about the things that we did and saw and the people we met and all of that in this wrap-up episode. But we had a new recording set up at Hamvention 2019, and it was supposed to make our lives easier, but it sort of tended to make things worse. So, I mean... It, it had some of the intended effects. One of the intended effects was to make our setup smaller and more compact and, right. e- and easier to set up. Now that it did do. It interfaces directly with a, it's a digital mixer. So there's no, uh, front facing controls. You have all your ports for mics and auxes, main outs and such, but all of the controls are handled in software. And that part of it seemed to work really well once I got the software kind of figured out. Another part of it is that it's Wi-Fi, so you connect to it through Wi-Fi to, you know, flip all the switches and toggle all the faders and all that nonsense. Um, it can do that in two ways. It can connect to an access point or it can be an access point, which is really nice. This particular model only allows you to use the USB port as a recording port. So you put a USB device into it and you can record the mixed audio onto the USB stick. Now, we did that for the first night, and it worked perfectly. And I was able to put out the episode. Almost, right? No, the first night did work perfectly, right? You uh, said the levels were... The levels were super, super low. (laughs) Um, But through Audacity, I was able to amplify them. I had to to amplify them to like 32 or something, (laughs) which is a lot, (laughs) if you're familiar with Audacity. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not sure why the output volume was so low, but we, you know, at least the episode was recorded. I could fix it in post and get that published. Now, the second day, everything looked like it was working fine. We recorded an episode, uh, shut everything down, went home. I went to edit the episode the next day. You know, I pulled the USB drive out and the file was corrupted. So we had nothing. I had 15 minutes of audio from before where I just had the mics open and was testing to make sure it was doing what it was supposed to do. And then the actual recording had nothing in it. Interesting. Boo. Yeah. So this yeah. is not cool. <laughs> yeah. 
No. Uh, so next time mm. I'm going to make sure that I record it onto a, a different device, not the USB stick, because if nothing else, I can uh, adjust the record levels. Can you use your little handy record thingy madoodles? I can, actually. I can get a cable, if I don't have one already, that can actually record directly into the portable recorders. So, gotcha. um, which probably should have been done this time, but yeah, who knows? Maybe. You know, it's, it has a USB recording <laughs> port. I mean, that's what it's for. It's so. Yeah, it's supposed to do that, but yeah, yeah. it's supposed to just yeah. work. And it just <laughs> yeah. So that's why we're going to talk a little bit about what happened on Saturday first. So the first thing I recall about Saturday, well, if you recall the last episode, we had a scooter incident. <laughs> a massive scooter incident. Right. So, so we're not going to revisit yeah. scooter incident number one, but apparently on Saturday we had another scooter incident. <laughs> so. Yeah. Apparently this is, this is the, uh, the hand mentioned 19 was the year that people were trying to kill Cheryl. Cheryl's <laughs> bruise from scooter incident number one is now down to, a six inch long bruise which originally started out as a dinner plate size bruise so she's recovering from that uh second scooter incident um was not nearly as bad as the first one but bill had a look of alarm on his face when the guy plowed into the table on saturday so it kind of did one of those <laughs> what again yeah so yeah yeah, and I went over and I asked Tom, I was like, did you guys have any scooter accidents over there? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, no, but we had a few of them that couldn't like make the U-turn. They would do a U-turn right in front of the, the booth. Uh, in front right. of his booth. And he's like, yeah, they would be like taking out people <laughs> and stuff like that. But he's like, nobody actually hit the booth. You know, I, <laughs> so, I fully uh, contend that, you, you know, because the Hamvention rents these scooters out. They should have some sort of like driving lessons because the guy on Saturday did the, oh my God, I can't stop. My thought in my head was let go of the handle that is controlling your scooter. <laughs> so now, I will say maybe they should make sure these people know how to operate these things. I will say there is some precedent for this though. Cause some, because in some cases you have to understand that when, when you hit something and you're being thrust forward, you will still roll. Well, no, that that motion is also causing you to do other things in a forward way. And one of those things can be pushing on the throttle. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but he but he started halfway to the booth. So, you know, he said, I can't stop. But he still had his hand <laughs> motivating the scooter forward. I was right. like, let go of the throttle. I think dude. what he said was this thing has no brakes, yeah, which is true. Like it's true. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Bill and I are sick, so there you go. Yeah, we're yeah. for us to catch up. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> so anyway, we we survived two, or Cheryl, I should say, survived two scooter incidents. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and and I, this the funny thing is, is there are a lot of scooters in Hamvention, and and to now I don't well, I no. don't recall having, ever having any hit the booth. The, no, I don't <laughs> think we've ever had any hit the booth either. But the thing is, it seemed to me like Hera had a lot more. It's the same company that's renting them. Right. But it seemed like people were more readily renting them at Hera than they were here. I don't know where the scooter rental is. Yeah. It's Xenia. Somewhere on the grounds, obviously, but I don't I don't know where. I, I would assume it's somewhere near the ticket booth because you're going to want to pick that up right when right you get there. Right there, yeah. So. Um, but I think, like, the big difference. Uh-oh, Bill, you're broken up again. Uh, 
Yeah. Wow. You need a new computer. Don't wait for Bill to uh, <laughs> reboot or whatever. Yeah, reboot, figure out what we're going to do. He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> How can this be any worse? Right, exactly. But at least we know this one's actually being recorded. So, Do we? Yes. Are you sure you're recording? Well, see, the thing is, I'm recording, but since Bill had to reboot, he's not recording. So I'm going to have to rely on my recording. Well, guess what? I need to cough again. <coughs> if somebody would just shoot me, I'd be so happy. <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, thanks. Although... We could just put you in line in front of some random scooters, and they just well, might yeah, take they care would of just you. take me out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, I'm still surprised from the first scooter accident that we did not sustain damage to monitors and stuff around the table. Yeah, I, you know, Bill and I were apparently moving quite well to keep crap from hitting the floor. Well, that's an interesting thing because I was going to talk a little bit about the booth layout, and we did make some changes to the booth layout this time. And we're going to get down into talking about the support we got through our GoFundMe campaign, but we'll talk a little bit about what some of the, that funding actually went to this year. Right. So would you like to complete your thought before I talk about the booth setup? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, you know, I think because it's it the, the aisleways are much wider than they were at Hera, right. these guys in the scooters are, are being real brazen, going from one side of the aisle to the other. Yeah, they're kind of zigzagging and back and forth. a lot of turning and zigzagging where, like, before, when there were so many people in Hera and also the narrow aisleways, they would basically just stay on one side and just go all the way to the end, turn around, come back right. on the other side. Right. Uh, so they're trying to, you know, save a lot of time by doing this, but they're also, uh, you know, Breaking some a havoc. Lot of people at risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With their inability to turn these things because they don't, they don't turn very sharp. No. So, yeah. No. And, you know, and the thing is, I, you know, I kind of look at it from the fact that I have been an electric wheelchair user for the past 25 years. And, you know, when they're like, oh, I can't stop, I'm like, yes, yes, you can. But even, you know, even when we go out, to walmart or whatever or an amusement park or whatever people will be two feet in front of me and stop to look at a map or whatever and i end up clipping them on their ankles because my chair doesn't stop immediately and i feel bad about it and the people get mad at me but i'm like look you can't just stop dead in front of me because i will clip you my chair still rolls a little bit especially if i'm going downhill before the actual brake on my chair kicks in and stops the motor. So, but people don't get that. But, you know, when, they, when they've when they got, you know, full throttle going on their chair going, well, I don't have any brakes. Yeah, well, yeah, you kind of do. Yeah, get your hand off the throttle. You'll be okay. So, so you were saying that the incident didn't cause anything to fall off the table. And I wanted to right. sort of migrate that into our discussion of the booth layout, the things we did a little bit differently this year. The first thing we did is we took some of the donation money and we bought a TV stand and a larger television. Well, that was actually purchased last year, but that was with donation money. Right. So that actually enabled us to have a nice slideshow going in the back. And one of the things we're discussing for next year is to buy another one of those and another TV and get rid of the manual banner setup. Right. So that should make things more efficient, plus give us an opportunity to provide more detailed information. Uh, in the back of the booth and not just static information because the banners is like as soon as you print them they're out of date right and yeah things have changed since we had the banners printed so right 
So some of the donation money we got this time is going to go to getting another one of those TV stands and another television. We're going to wait until Black Friday rolls around to do that because that's the cheapest time you can buy television. Well, Black Friday and right before the Super Bowl are the, are the two times to buy TVs. Um, yeah, we just need the, the same 1080p. Well, right. the problem is we we may have lost a TV on the way home. Yeah, we're not sure we're what not happened. Sure. So, uh-oh. Yeah, the TV box is kind of bent in the half. The TV box not... was has a significant bend in it, and I'm not sure what's going on there, but we we, we yeah, yeah, we haven't checked it out yet. So, Russ unloaded <laughs> the TV. It unloaded my car yesterday because obviously yeah. I've been sick and I couldn't hoss the TV box out of there. And I can't imagine the TV being bent, but something weird is going on and we'll We'll figure we'll, that out. We'll figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I asked him yesterday. I had to buy two yeah. TVs. Right? I was like, "Do you want to plug the TV in now?" And he's like, "No, I really, I just want to go home." Yeah. Because I was actually, we met for dinner in Springfield, and I was about fifteen minutes behind him, so he got his car unloaded, and then you know, I was like, "Just stay there, and I'll be home in a second. You can unload mine." Which, you know, luckily you guys didn't put that much stuff in my car, but. It was when he pulled the TV out. He's like, "Yeah, there's a problem here." I was like, "Oh, that's not good." And I was like, "But there was nothing. You know, nothing happened. I didn't go anywhere this week. You know, and the TV seemed well supported." He's like, "Yeah, but the TV box is kind of bent in half, and I'm not sure why." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, so yeah, yeah, it's weird." Oh. I mean, there's some gappage in there, but yeah, we'll okay. we'll figure out what's going on with that. But anyway, that's that's one change we made and one change we're going to make. Another one was we um we had a we took the side curtain down and we had a, a like a return on the front table and that sort of gave better access to inside the booth and uh, getting out and talking to people on the on the show floor, which was nice. Yeah, be- and, well, the yeah. side curtain made a major issue for me. Right, getting in and out, getting in and out to go pee or whatever. So yeah, so. And then the other change that we made that I think is significant is we took the monitors and instead of standing them up we um we took these uh laptop stands from a large scandinavian retailer <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it starts with an i something to do with yeah. people, right? <laughs> and use them as the monitor stands so that they laid more or less flat, flat. They're probably at a 20 degree angle or something like that well there's one right here and under my laptop so right yeah and that made it so that people were actually able to see from a standing position what was going what was on, on the screen. Right. And it also made it so that for us, like if I wanted to demonstrate something to somebody outside, I could see the screen too. And it made it much easier to to demonstrate or to show something to people who are standing in front of the booth. Yeah, because that was always an issue in the past. They'd be like, well, what is this program? You're like, I don't know. Right. What does it look like? <laughs> You'd you have know, to stand so up and like, you know, turn the screen around over, or, right, or yeah. peek over or like actually go in front of the booth to show what was going on. Right. So. That was Bill's job. Yeah, <laughs> Bill, what's on the monitor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So those are pretty significant changes and I think they worked uh, well, greatly to our benefit. Yes. Um, so we're going to try and keep that layout the same. We're going to get rid of the static banner, uh, put in two screens in the back of the booth, which will allow us to keep the slideshow on one, um, show the banner content in the other, and also use one or the other, uh, to do demonstrations, show applications, um, anything like that. So, uh, that should, that should make for a more efficient and a more robust setup, you know, going forward from 2020 on. So we want to definitely thank the people who, 
you know, donated for that. And we're going to go down through the list of our GoFundMe supporters here in a little bit. Um, but I definitely wanted to make sure we uh, let people know where that's going. And one of the other things we're going to use some of the donation money from or for is I'm going to get a new server. Well, it's not a new server, but I'm going to get a better server and I'm going to make it wholly for Linux in the Hampshire. It's going to support the shop site and the regular website and be used for our, uh, it's going to have its database stored locally instead of remotely. So that should make everything faster, uh, more efficient. And we're going to be looking at getting a site redesign. So here's where I put out the call for web designers and front end developers, particularly if you're using WordPress <laughs> or really better at WordPress than I am and have more time than I do. If you want to help us with our site redesign, we want to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, try them out there. Try them <laughs> so, out. So. Uh, but we definitely need to do a site redesign, and we, we're de- definitely going to work on that because um, our site's starting to look very old. It's very wordy. Um, the the part where we do analytics and the website, the uh, the actual episode hosting needs to be redone uh, so we can have... Uh, like I say, better analytics and stuff like that. So there's, there's a whole thing that needs to be done there that I simply don't have time for. So, and, uh, let's see, do I want to say any more about that? I don't think I want to say any more about that. So that, that's like the booth hamvention. Okay. So let's see, what else can we talk about? Let's, let's see if we can revisit some of the stuff from like Friday and Saturday that we didn't get to talk about before where at least all of us were, well, Bill and I were really drunk. <laughs> no, you weren't really. Well, well Bill, Bill was. was really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Bill. That's yeah, possible. Saturday. Maybe that's why they <laughs> yeah, maybe. Didn't work yeah. out so well. I'm thinking, uh, I think there was something uh, wrong with uh, like a operating headspace <laughs> error or something. Um, yeah. So anyway, unfortunately, we lost all of that. But <laughs> what, let's see. Some of the things we talked about were uh, going to the thing on Friday night. Right, which was John the, it was an well, ICOM event, right? It was yeah, it was ICOM yes. promoting some of their D Star. Yeah, 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 they were stuff, focusing so. on D Star, right? And it just so happened that John Amadeo, who is AA6JA and the producer of Last Man Standing, is yes, that the correct right? AA6JA. All right, it. all right. <laughs> I didn't think that was right. Well, you can look it up, but I'm sure I'm right. All right. Um. Yeah, he was there and did a little presentation about Last Man Standing, and we got to talk to him after the show, and ICOM did their little spiel about, you know, ICOM and D-Star, and uh, pushed aside any questions about the 9300, and or 9700. It's the 9700 that has a drift issue, right? They, they, yeah, they didn't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They acknowledged the fact that they acknowledged the fact that uh, they are fielding calls they're fielding calls on it and they said if you have a specific issue with the 9700 you need to document that with their team so that they can pass that on to the engineering staff so that they can get that uh, <coughs> addressed appropriately um they, they kind of made fun of the trolls and the forums and stuff like that um that's not being very helpful and it's like you know we don't go to forums for for our developers and engineers to fix things so uh you need to make sure those actually get into calls and logged as tickets in their system so that can be escalated properly to uh, get that radio uh, hopefully uh, back uh, where it needs to be. I- I've seen quite a few uh, videos and stuff like that on the drift on it. Apparently, there's about 18 hertz of drift 
over time, but uh, WSJTX uh, does not flake out with it. So it shouldn't be a, really a problem for most people. I think it's just, uh, <clears throat> you know, people being <laughs> complainers. You're wrong on the call sign. I knew you were. Okay. Is NN6 or NNJ6 or no, NN6JA. NN6JA. Yeah, it is. Right there. I don't think NN6 is Yes, that is correct. That that is that is his. That's an alias. That's his email. That's that alias. was the email that he sent me. Yeah, but that's not his call sign. His call sign is A A six J A. Okay. Yeah. All right. His current call sign. <clears throat> yeah. Because when the emails come to me, it says N N six J A. No, I don't know what that is, but that's not. I don't even know that N N six is valid. Oh. Uh, it is valid. It is. Uh, yeah. But no, he he has a he has the two by two advanced style call sign A A six J A. All right. Um, right. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, uh, where were we? <laughs> oh, we we're talking about ICOM. ICOM in the ninety-seven hundred. So talk- yes, ICOM. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they're they're going to take care of that, obviously. Um, and it's it, it's apparently not as a big a problem as some people are making it out to be, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, so they gave away some uh, last man standing merch. They gave away some icons, uh, some D Star stuff, which none of us won. Um, <laughs> so Bill, did you win the big prize? <laughs> Got a t-shirt. Yeah, sure. No, I got a t-shirt. Yeah, I thought you oh, I got a t-shirt. No, I'm talking about from Hamvention. Did you? Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, I did buy two tickets this year just to you know increase my chances, but no, I didn't win anything. <laughs> what do you mean increase your chance? Oh, you mean because instead of buying one, you bought two? Yeah, yeah. yeah I figured it's only 20, 20 bucks or right. whatever. So, well, I didn't buy any tickets this year, so I had no chance of winning, so I didn't. Uh, they did provide some decent food though, so that was good. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the Icom thing, not Hamvention. So. Yeah, yeah, the food was pretty good. I had some hors d'oeuvres and uh, just some, you know, regular drinks, tea and stuff. Right. Tea, soda, <clears throat> water. Yeah. But it lasted just a little too it long. It did go a little yeah, long, but that's all right. We were all a little tired. Well, yeah, because Bill <laughs> fell asleep. So. Oh, yeah. That's because yeah. Bill is drunk. Anyway. Yeah, well, you yeah. know. But we did get to hang out. Yeah, we did get to hang out with John a little bit afterwards, which was great. And he said he would come by the booth the next day, which he did. Uh, but he, I think he was basically plowing through Hamvention on. Well, he said that on Friday night that he was he was limited on time. Right. So he was going to yeah. have to get his you know his crap together and get through there. So. But and we he do. Did, yeah, he know. did. He did stop by. He did you know talk to us for a couple of minutes, and we definitely want to thank John for you know like remembering who we are and. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, because well, it was kind of funny because when you know I was the first one to approach him. Friday night, and I stuck my hand out and went, "Hi, W5MO from Linux," and he's like, "Yeah, I know who you are." And I was like, "Okay," <laughs> so, so that was kind of cool, but. And uh, yeah, so that was nice. It was really nice to get to meet him. I, I, there was talk like both nights that Jet from the show was going to be around, and I don't, I don't, I don't ever, I don't remember see him. Yeah. yeah. He was there on Saturday. He did make the rounds. I saw him in several videos and stuff like that. So uh, he did make it around uh, to like the youth forum and to uh, I think he made it to the Ham Nation uh, forum and over onto Tom's booth as well. And he met uh, that uh, Doug Wheelock, the astronaut right there. So so he was around and uh, spoke uh, quite uh, quite a bit. Um, And yeah, it's really a really well-spoken young man. Very good. Uh, It's Sorry, we didn't get to you know see him, uh, but Bill apparently did. Right. <laughs> so that's very cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I actually said if we if he stopped by the booth, we'd give him a QSL card. So 
which is why we we went you know prepared with them but right all right so let's see let's try and remember some of the other stuff we talked about on saturday um and didn't get to record one of the things i remember talking about was tom foy came by the booth and he has an idea for a project where he's going to create a database of uh qrm basically where they're going to go around this is for vhf and uhf where they want to have locality specific qrm database so you can figure out where interference is and stuff like that and he talked to me about it a little bit unfortunately that was on saturday last week and since then i have been sort of out of pocket and i completely forgot where i put his actual call sign <laughs> so i don't remember what his um, call sign i'm is. sure it's written down i'm sure office. it is um there are probably not too many tom foys in the hobby uh so probably not i think he had a four call but i i honestly just can't remember so i'm sorry about that tom and i'm sorry that our episode got lost and so all of the nice things i said about you last week uh i would say again if i could remember what they were um but since i can't um we'll just mention that project and that we may be uh somehow involved in that going forward i'm not sure in what way but we'll see how that goes uh, another thing we did on Saturday that was a lot of fun is we we had what was it six or seven of the hosts of six of uh, the ICQ five, podcast five or six yeah I think five, it was I six think. yeah come by and want to do a video interview with us which was surprising but also very cool um, I remember Ed being there his DD five whatever whatever and Martin was there and Colin was there um, and there were. Bill was there. Yeah. Frank. Frank, Frank was, was there. there. Yeah. A4FMH. Frank actually ran. Yeah, Frank actually, Frank actually got, ran, yeah, the booth, ran our booth right? for us. <laughs> so. And uh, who was the one who was holding the mic? Oh, that's uh, uh, Bill. That was yeah. Bill. That was yeah, Bill. Bill right. Okay. And I think there was one other mm, who didn't say so. much, but he was kind of like on the side. I, I don't, don't I think don't. so. I think there's only five people out there. Well, there are five people out there, and then right, Frank, Frank that right that was inside. So right. yeah, but anyway, that was a lot of fun. I I looked on YouTube earlier today, did not see that interview on their their channel, so I'm not sure what's up with that. There are, there is other Hamvention content, so I don't know if they just haven't posted it yet or whatever. Maybe they didn't like us. Oh well, there's always that. That's possible. <laughs> now they're just getting to it. I I just I've been watching their videos slowly trickle in, so it looks like they're slowly getting them all edited and posted. Uh, they've had a few were posted uh, yesterday, a few were posted today. So, uh, yeah, I, I think time, they're getting to so. it. Right. And I noticed uh, yeah. I listened to their Hamvention 2019 like podcast episode, and we we weren't featured there either, but none of the podcasters were in that. They only did vendors. Right. So, either they're planning on doing a different one that's an audio version of the podcaster interviews or they're just going to leave that for youtube not right, really sure i'm right, completely yeah. speculating at this point um but we also talked to them a little bit before the interview and a little bit afterwards and they're all they're really great we had i thought we had a great conversation about that it was fun to have frank actually inside like <laughs> taking running care of our, our booth. booth yeah yeah i kept like poking <laughs> through the door like yo having me on the shoulder handing me money i was like okay thanks because yeah, yeah, so. apparently nobody pointed out where the donation donation box, box was yeah right. <laughs> so um but yeah that was great so we want to definitely thank all of them colin martin and the whole crew the whole crew for uh, doing that yeah yeah for coming out and, and talking to us and uh doing that interview it was fun to talk to everybody and especially frank for for stepping up and and, and uh tending to the booth for the 20 or 25 minutes that we were outside right you know handling all the other stuff so 
um yeah that was really great we gave him some of our merchandise and hopefully they'll uh make some use out of that i told uh colin and martin that they needed to uh toast us or something yeah using shot <laughs> using glasses, the shot or glasses whatever, yeah whatever so hopefully they'll do that or or whatever and um you know, maybe we need to follow up and see if we can have some uh, future interactions with the ICQ mm-hmm. podcast because, um, you know, since then I've actually started listening to them again and they do a really good job. They do they do a sort of like quasi roundtable style news segments and then they do interviews with vendors and they, they talk about a lot of amateur radio stuff. They're, they're solely focused on amateur radio, but they do bring... When when a vendor has something that's in the open source world or runs on Linux or something like that, they definitely they make a point talk to, about to talk right. about it. So that's really cool. Yeah, and they're a bunch of you know very cool, fun guys. So yep, they very much are. For Brits, they're great. No, just kidding. Wow, <laughs> not all of them are Brits. That's true. Well, it started out it started out as being um, what is it one one of them is in Ireland and one of them is in the UK. Is that what it was? There was a German. No, no, no. But at the very oh, no, beginning, no, at the, the very, very beginning, beginning. Oh, no, no. Martin and Colin are father and son, but one of them lives in the UK. Martin, I think, lives in London. And I think Colin lives in Ireland. Ireland, right? Yeah, that's what our well, that's what Colin said. So. <laughs> right, and then since then they've expanded. They now have like eleven. I don't know what you want to call them. Host correspondents, 13. maybe thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spread like, all, all over, over the, the world. U- yeah, all over the world. So yeah, so yeah, they're definitely doing something right. They've got over three hundred episodes out there, and you know. So go get a listen if you haven't. I mean, surely if you're listening to us, because I, 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 it's funny because I hear them talk about when I'm listening to their show, they're talking about people who listen to our show. Because I know they've mentioned um, Don K K uh, Y S I K B two Y S I, right, and uh, several other people that I know are listeners and supporters of our show. So surely if you are listening to us, you're probably listening to them. But if you aren't, you definitely should. Yeah, you definitely need to go over there. So. All right, Bill, was there anything you can remember from last Saturday that you want to talk about? <laughs> it was pretty much was a blur. Um, it's the whiskey talking. No, a, yeah. yeah, no, I did have a couple of cool uh, little chats with people as they came by the booth, including uh, one gentleman, uh, Mike Herring, uh, KE4RGY. He stopped by the booth, and I was noticing his call sign because my original call sign was KE4RGH. Wow. So we are licensed same time, uh, pretty close right. to the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I haven't really met anybody with like a call sign right close to mine. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I, I told him when I got my license uh, at the, uh, at the ham fest in Melbourne. And I think he got his somewhere in, uh, if I remember correctly, I think he got it at the Shelby ham fest in North Carolina. No, I did see that there was a group. There was a group who was wandering around from Nashua, New Hampshire. Remember? Right. Yeah. Um, one of the members of that group, Bill was unfortunately out of the booth at the time he wandered by. Right. But his call sign was NE1RD. Oh, and, I've, I've talked to him on the radio. Okay. But he actually wandered by the booth. But since you were gone, I didn't like stop because he wasn't, he didn't stop. So I wasn't going. Ah. Um, but I did see him go by. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. They, yeah I they did actually, hear he was in the thing. They, yeah, the so. Nashua people stopped by the booth and I said something along the lines of russ of oh look there's people from from home for you right. and he's like where is home and it said nashua on their name tags i was like nashua new hampshire no i was trying and, to figure out the city because they had a map on their shirt that had the star right like, but you where, didn't know where that was right. i was trying to pick out where the star was without looking at their name their tag. name tag because right. i knew it said where they were and i was close i said salem nashua was really close to there but <laughs> so right yeah, I think they got uh, 
trying to remember, but I heard like was it was there the ones that was picked like the club of the year or something like that? I don't know. Maybe that I can't I, speak I, to. I kind of vaguely heard about that, and of course I remembered it because of the uh, uh, Scott's call sign any one RD, and uh, <clears throat> I think so. okay, N two NRV says he thinks so too. Yeah, I think so. I think they won the club of the year. Oh, so uh, that was cool. pretty cool. Good New Hampshire club. Did, did I interrupt your story about Katie for RGH or was there? No. No, okay. no, I was just wanted to say I had a really good call, you know, talk with him and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, he was also a listener. So even more. Uh, cool. right? <laughs> so, you also yeah, said you had two things you wanted to talk about. There was our two conversations. There was that one and apparently another one. Um, oh, that was a blur. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, there was there were several things that, you know, I kind of realized after the fact, you know, we talked about uh, our booth neighbors down the way. We had uh, the great Scott Gadgets was down there. Um, uh, who else was there? Um, uh, Tapper was down there. But there was this booth that was in between Great Scott Gadgets and uh, uh, the booth that shall not be named. Yeah, the PK Link booth, which I still can't find any information on. So uh, if you all know anything about it, I actually sent an email to the Great Scott Gadgets guys. Not only to see if they uh, were interested in coming on the show and just chatting and seeing where they're at with some of the projects that they got going around, but also uh, whether they whether they were the ones that gave this place a uh, booth space because uh, they weren't registered on the vendor list anywhere. Oh, so interesting. I was, so I was trying to figure out what it was. And we wanted to like- interview them, but when we were going to do it on Sunday and they didn't show up. <laughs> So. yeah yeah i think they showed up like really late like after we'd already kind after of packed up. right yeah yeah apparently there was a couple of people that did that because there was one person that complained on something that oh it was actually on a ham radio group that i'm on in facebook just ham radio in general and one person said you know okay you jerks uh i had car problems getting to hamvention on sunday and somebody stole all the stuff out of my booth. And I was like, oh. And apparently there was all of his booth stuff was gone. Uh, he apparently thought he was going to be in the flea market and they put him inside. So his pop-up tent was gone, which was, I guess, laying in the back of his booth. And I was like, oh, okay. Jeez, okay. Yeah. So I will say this for people who only go on Sunday. If you want to experience the W2IHY booth, don't bother because they don't stay. No, they pack up Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, which it would be. Yeah, quite a few vendors. It would be that. really nice if they wouldn't park out halfway in the aisle. Yeah. The spread their booth halfway out into the aisle because All I was. Right, that, causing not bad mouth the. No, no, no. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I'm not bad mouthing them. It just causes a major bottleneck right there because that's right inside a door. So. But. Yeah, and they have two spots anyway. They should be able to figure it out. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they just have all their chairs set up out the aisles. So yeah, right. it makes it a little bit, a little bit inconvenient for people yeah, to get is, out of that side yeah. there. But, um, but yeah, no, they're normally pretty good neighbors. Oh yeah, yeah, really yeah. Problems with them. So, and then we always have uh, the what the nuts and bolts magazine right next uh, to us. Yeah, uh, nuts and bolts are nuts, next. Nuts door. and bolts and servo. Yeah, those are yeah. the nuts and bolts and servo. Yeah, that's what yep. it is. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, uh, <clears throat> ham radio deluxe is on the other side of this. <laughs> Which is always, and they had nonstop people at the register. Yeah, they did, uh, which kind of blocked us from getting out of our booth. But yeah, (laughs) whatever. So, and they were kind of snarky nice to us on (laughs) Thursday. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) that's all right. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, 
if, if people <sighs> want to use Ham Radio Deluxe, I mean, not it's not that. like we can stop them. <laughs> All right. No, no. Yep. What else was there? Um, yeah, yeah uh, just thinking about the something. Indiana whiskey was good. Yeah, the Indiana whiskey was very good. I honestly don't remember. I remember it came from Starlight, Indiana, but I don't remember the name of it. I could probably look it up real quick because uh, there probably aren't too many whiskeys out of Starlight, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I took a picture of the bottle before we left. Starlight <laughs> is apparently down. Like if you start in Indianapolis and take I sixty five down south away from indianapolis it's very near the indianapolis uh border kentucky, it's kentucky yeah, right maybe kentucky, yeah. yeah indianapolis kentucky border yeah starlight distillery this was a carl t indiana straight bourbon whiskey copper pot distilled uh 47.5 five volume made 95 proof mm-hmm. yeah very good so there you go yeah it was Pretty pretty tasty. I, I will say that I got we got a couple of Ohio bourbons as well. We got one that was in from Fairborn, Ohio, which is actually not too far from It's right Dayton. outside Dayton, right. Um and then we got another one called Tom's Foolery, which is in Chagrin Falls, Ohio. Yeah. And that one was actually quite a good bourbon. That was a six-year-aged bottled-in-bond bourbon. And we had sort of mixed reactions to it when we tried it the first time. But I have Bill to say... Bill liked it and you didn't, right? I I wasn't real keen on it right up front, but I've got to tell you, it's really growing on me. Nice. That's, that's a really, <laughs> really good bourbon, so... Yeah, it was just such an interesting flavor. Yeah. It just it hit hit my palate so differently. I was like, wow, this is kind of interesting. I don't really know if I don't like it or I do like it or yeah. <laughs> it uh yeah, it just it just seemed different. You know, it was uh it was definitely uh definitely had a whole different uh palette. See, right. Cheryl stays in the room for all this stuff, so <laughs> Maybe I should wander you, outside you more. Often. You tried it too. No, I some. did yeah. try it, I know. So. <laughs> Uh, no, it, well, and I actually said, I think I said the same thing. That's interesting. Yeah, you know, so it was definitely one of the more different. See, it, and because it has the six-year age on it, it hits me the same as Eagle Rare. I don't think I've done a review of Eagle Rare yet. Oh my god! Um, but it's a seven-year. No, it's a ten-year. Sorry, Eagle Rare is a ten-year age bourbon. Something most bourbons that I've talked about, like they don't get aged that long. Bourbons yeah, that get usually aged, three years, two yeah, three years, one two three four years right. somewhere in there. Once bourbon gets aged really long, we're talking six, seven, ten, fifteen years. Whatever, right? Things happen. <laughs> uh, they they and take not on necessarily a, for a good way right, either. You know, but they take on a very different character. So that was, I think, some of what we were getting in the Tom's foolery. So all right. Well, anyway. You know, turn good. this into a whiskey review. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really good. <laughs> so, well, we did try to turn the trip into a whiskey well, review. So. Maybe yeah. next year. <laughs> we kind of do though. Between the visit with Hutch oh. and booze. Oh, we need know. to we need to say something about that. We have got, to, and we're going to start now. We're going to start right now, making sure that people come to this thing we do beforehand. Mention <laughs> yes, because not only is the food amazing, but this year if. If anybody had come, which nobody did, even though people did RSVP, which is kind of disappointing, um, you know, Hutch was giving anybody that came with us. He basically brought the kitchen to the table. Well, right. But no, but the thing was, anybody that ate there and brought their QSL card 
got the employee rate for food, which is half price, which is an amazing deal. Number one. Number two, for us, he brought, we had samples, I'm pretty sure of 99% of the foods that he prepares in his restaurant on our table. We had etouffee, we had jambalaya, we had gumbo, we had tasso and tails, we had garlic soup, we had a barbecue pulled pork po'boy, we had barbecue shrimp and tasso. What else did we have? There was a lot more food well, than th- that. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot more than that. We don't have to go into everything you right. brought out because there was some secret stuff too we can't really right. talk about. Yeah, we can't talk about. But one one <sighs> thing that Russ absolutely loves that he doesn't have on his menu anymore Right. He actually made a dish for each one of us. Yeah, I know, which was ridiculous. Yeah, we could have shared a dish, but yeah. So the point being, you need to come to this. Yes, you definitely do. (laughs) I mean, it is worth it. It's not like we're trying to just get people to come show up just so, you know. We can say you showed up or whatever. We feel like we're special or something like that. No, you, you have to understand Hutch goes all out. <laughs> yeah, he go- he goes out of his way actually. So to when, make sure that we're well fed with delicious food. So, so the Wednesday before him mentioned next year, whatever day that's going to be, um, if you're anywhere near Indianapolis and you feel like you can stop and spend an hour <laughs> at a Cajun restaurant, you must. Yeah, you do must it. <laughs> come. Yeah, or even even make plans to you know. Maybe instead of leaving your house on Wednesday to get there on Thursday, make plans to leave on Tuesday to get there on Wednesday. Well, yeah, a lot because, of people have to drive through that area to get there. To get there, right. So. Yeah, we'll we'll actually be there on May 13th next year. So Yeah, keep that in mind. I just I just want to say you know, for the folks who can come, and I know lots of people have to travel through the Indianapolis area to get to Hamvention or whatever, if you're leaving a day early or if you're somewhere near there and can just come you you must come <laughs> yeah or even even if you can't be there on wednesday night to eat with us plan on being there on thursday evening and i'm sure hutch would would extend the bring me your qsl card i'll give you the discount yeah if you mentioned even that, on thursday we've night talked about it and so yeah 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 and I, I can tell him, him. right yeah. yeah we're not speaking for him so don't hold me to that but I'm sure if you said, look, I listened to Linux in the ham shack, you know, here's my QSL card, you know, I'm sure he would set you up with some food. And the food is absolutely amazing. And don't don't feel like if you're if you've got this thing where you say, I don't like Cajun food. <laughs> yeah, don't let that stop you, because I guarantee you. No, because he has he has none, you know, like I'm I'm not a huge fan of Cajun food, but when we go there, there is a rosemary chicken po' boy on his menu that I absolutely love. It's not spicy in any way. It's absolutely amazing. And that's usually what I get. If I don't get that, if I if I do want to take a step out into the spicy side, I get the barbecue shrimp. And the shrimp are the size of small horses. You know, you get like six on your plate and they're massive, you know, and they're amazing. So, you know, yes, if you look at these menu, you're going to kind of recoil because the shrimp is $20, but there's like five or six shrimp on the plate. And trust me, you'll be plenty full, you know, by the time you, you eat that because you also get bread 
and what do they call it cajun butter which is like a balsamic butter that they put on a plate you know yeah. they dip your bread in so, so without without dragging this out forever yeah just make sure you come next year it's well worth your time <laughs> so and yes, uh hutch, hutch actually let go of some of his recipes and we will be giving out some of his recipes in cheryl's recipe corner yes. in upcoming episodes i think probably next week will be garlic soup so since that, for that. that that's my uh that's been my go-to this week so all right so anything else we need to touch on i do have down here that i want to talk about attendance and foot traffic i will say that uh for those who asked who came by the booth and asked about foot traffic usually other vendors that we talk to i thought that the foot traffic seemed lower this year i think attend i don't know if attendance was lower i don't know if they published the I final attendance published that, yeah um right it takes about a month or so So it felt <laughs> like the, the the traffic that we saw was less however it was constant and i think part of that was to do with the weather and part of that had to do with just the way things kind of went this year and i know we talked about this a little bit but i did feel like we got exactly the kind of traffic we wanted because everyone who got to the booth we were able to talk to them whether it was for 30 seconds or five minutes um and there was never a dull moment we didn't have a moment where there was like time where we could get up and go wander off or anything there's always somebody handy but it felt like we always had the opportunity to have the conversation we needed to have with whoever came by right which hasn't happened in the last couple of years people to me seem to come in waves where you would be absolutely <clears throat> overloaded with people yeah. and you couldn't talk to everybody right and then you'd sit for 20 minutes twiddling your thumbs basically so yeah. and i didn't see that this year so i i would i would yeah. guess that the overall attendance is going to when that number comes out that it's going to be lower than but, last it, year. but it was a steady stream of people and but it was waves. steady and i think for us at least it was more valuable time that we were able to spend with the people who came by Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and I, i've heard from the uh other vendors that like the sales were up so like uh the vendors that came with a limited quantity of stuff they sold out pretty early on saturday and uh, they were pretty happy with the overall turnout of uh purchasing people so uh that, that's cool well, that can't be a bad thing and uh, you know i think uh, what we dealt with in the previous years was uh bad weather and uh, like you mentioned before the weather was amazing <laughs> yeah it was, was, it, yeah there's no was rain great. or anything yeah <laughs> we had that really storm that, that blew hot. through yeah. yeah yeah but the storm blew through at like you know four o'clock in the morning or something yeah Friday, the last two years yep. yeah the last two years the rain it was off and on during the day all day long well yeah, there was we one storm that was like in. on yeah. friday afternoon or something but it was brief and no one seemed to be bothered by it we yeah it was like a... 10 minutes <laughs> long or something yeah, yeah. So. we heard a couple of rumbles of thunder and that was about it so yeah, and yeah. Overall, I mean, and uh, you know, for the most part, the grounds were fine. Um, we noticed there there wasn't a building six, right? There was no tent. There was no. no I didn't see it. There was a tent out towards the entrance. I didn't oh, go was out there. there. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't go out there to actually take a look at it. There may have been vendors out there. I'm not sure, but yeah, there was a there was a tent out there for sure because I, uh, okay. I did kind of make a quick run around the whole place on uh, Sunday um and i did get over to building one and kind of poked my head out there and out the front of it i did see a tent but i didn't see that monster tent that was there last year so i think right. maybe it's just like the entrance tent and maybe a couple of uh a couple of vendors uh, i did notice uh, a lot of the vendors that were in tents were inside this year um so yeah. that may speak to some reduction in the number of vendors 
Yeah, I think I think people did say that the vendor list did uh, kind of shrink a little bit. So, uh, you know, that's probably not necessarily a bad thing for the venue in order to get it all in there. Right. Um, they did a uh, they did uh, strap all those uh, all those uh, uh, tailgater spots right up to the buildings over by building uh, four true. and five, uh, which they didn't have that last year. They just had them sort of out in the grass and sort of around the around the track. But this year they had them right against the building as well. So. A lot of a uh, lot of a lot of stuff out there in the uh, in the uh, in the tailgating area. I, I didn't get a chance to go out there much either. You know, just on the way back and forth to the bathroom, I kind of poked my head out around our buildings, and there was some uh, interesting <laughs> gear and stuff like that around there. But uh, nothing I was interested in buying. I think uh, my only uh, my only hamvention purchase was a was a book from the bookstore when we were waiting for our dinner. <laughs> okay, I will say I I did go out once because there was something specific I was looking for, and the place where I finally bought it from was MFJ. I actually went to the MFJ booth to buy the stuff that I was looking for. But that's inside. It is inside. This is yeah. a, this is a different commentary, not about gotcha, inside gotcha, versus gotcha, outside. Gotcha. <laughs> One thing I want to say is, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but MFJ has the dumbest booth ever. <laughs> well, some of some of the vendors do. They the way they have their booth set up is a nightmare as far as doing sales i don't know why they thought it was a good idea i don't know if bill actually made it by the mfj booth i, I, lie, yeah. I assume this is the way they set up every time but yeah. they have all of their products in like in a wall that surrounds the booth right. but the people are inside the wall the, the wall right so you can see all of their products that's fine but it was a nightmare to figure out how how to, uh, how to actually buy something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I wanted to buy something. <laughs> now, mind you, that was on Sunday, right? So, uh, you know, they're all kind of ready for the weekend to roll out and be done with right. it. They're thinking about, geez, we're going to pack all this crap up and put it in the truck again and stuff right. like that. But uh, I did notice uh, the couple times I made it out there during the, during the uh, show on Friday and Saturday to run over to the K2BSA booth. The uh, they did have people sort of out there in front of the product and stuff like that, but uh, it is a very noisy looking booth because they just have so much stuff. And I mean, you've you've all seen the MFJ catalog; it's just a million different little things. And you know, they own you know Kushcraft and <coughs> Maritron everything and everything right. else. So it's like, yeah, I mean, they could put a lot of stuff out there. And uh, I, I guess, uh, of course, the rig pie is out finally, so a lot of people were interested in that and saw a lot of. Uh, a lot of traction on people around that particular item in their booth. Right. And I heard ICQ Podcast talking about that. And we, of course, talked to Howard Nurse, W6HN, about the Rig Pi. That's finally been released. It's the MFJ1234. Really easy to remember. Um, and it comes in at 299 bucks if you want to buy one of those. So, <laughs> Yeah, and actually, Russ said something about having a... Um Pi as an Echolink server next year, maybe? I was thinking about setting up a mobile Echolink in the car. Uh, just connecting a Raspberry Pi to SVX link uh, with an antenna and connecting it via mobile internet and just, <laughs> you know, having an Echo Link, a mobile Echo Link in the car. <laughs> Ooh. So, fancy. Yeah, fancy. That yeah, way. he gets all fancy like that. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason why it can't be done. I mean, right? <laughs> Hopefully, no, you're not no, taking two not. cars to Hamvention next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. I don't think that's going to happen again. Oh, uh, boy. All right, so we have anything else we want to touch on before I get down to the role of donors for this year? I don't know. Was there anything else that we needed to mention? 
Well, I didn't get a chance to explore very much. Bill didn't either. He, I know he went to the KTBSA and talked to Tom and, you know, talked to a few other people. And I know some of the folks came by and talked to him at the booth. I, I mean, made I just it, talked I made to everybody. a quick run through, through the booths, uh, through the other buildings a couple of times right. and talked to, um, um, uh, Jeremy. Is that his name? Oh, IJZ. Yes. Okay. Oh, seven IJZ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From the workbench. Yeah, from the workbench, yeah. Yep. I talked to him a couple times. He said he was going to stop by the booth. I don't think he ever stopped by. No, I don't remember ever seeing him. So... He did a run by and did a wave. Oh, did he? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he did a wave by. <laughs> I, I, I kept like popping by him on my way to the bathroom. And he was yeah. like, I'm going to run by the booth. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> knock yourself out. You know? Well, I think so... they were trying to do it differently this year. I listened to their, uh, their, their wrap up show and stuff like that. And they were talking about they wanted to really be in the booth this year instead of running around doing interviews. Well, so, yeah, because uh, in the past we would see him a dozen times. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So this time they wanted to stay closer to the booth and just, you know, let the people come to them and talk to them and really get a, <clears throat> a good talk with their, their listeners and stuff like that, which is, uh, you know, exactly what we do every time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much we always exactly have ideas. We yeah. always have ideas of grandeur to go out and do interviews, but it's like, uh, yeah, no, you know, anytime there's we're never the booth, any time. Yeah. Somebody well, comes looking for us. It's like, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, so-and-so is here. You know what? What he has? Uh, oh yeah. Bruce Perrin stopped by. Oh, that's right. That's that. right. Oh yeah. Bruce Perrin's did stop by. So. K6BP. He did stop by and we will probably be talking to him on a future episode. So that would be cool. Yeah. There were lots of people who stopped by. Like in the chat room tonight, we had N2NRV. He definitely stopped by. Uh, yep. Don, KC9ZMY, he definitely stopped by. Um, who else? Did anybody who's in the chat room tonight stop by? I don't, I don't remember seeing Ted there. I don't think Ted left his no. cave to no. get to uh, him. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, and Mike. Um, I don't see Mike in the list anymore. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm not on Discord. So Mike is still there. K8MJ. He, he definitely was there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we had a, had a good, good, good visits by a lot of the listeners and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we always yeah. get the, always get the ones that uh, are new listeners or, or maybe haven't popped into the chat or something like that. So, uh, it's nice to, nice to hear from them as well. And I think a few more, a few more donors popped by the booth too. Oh, we had lots of people come by and say, Oh, I'm a listener of the I'm show. A listener, listener, right, right. Yeah. Love the show. Love what you do. Keep doing the thing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We had, we had lots of folks stop by. You know, call signs yeah. I recognized and many that I didn't. So Yeah. No, there were there were several people that walked up to me and said, you know, love the podcast, love the fact that you're doing recipes. You know, six months ago I made your blah blah recipe, which is actually kinda nice. I'm like, oh wow, okay, so somebody actually is, you know, fixing, you know, whatever I I have a recipe for. So and a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, it was amazing. I was like, okay, whatever. So, <laughs> but, Well, no, we were talking to the folks from ICQ about how weird it is to have people come up to you and say, you know, that they listen and that they like what you're doing and blah, blah, right, blah. Right. Just, the, just the idea of being on the, the sort of celebrity side of being a celebrity is just weird as hell to me. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. So. Even if it's a... Even if it's just a, you know, small, regional, whatever you want to call it, limited version Li of celebrity. Yeah, limited, yeah. limited, uh, listenership, I guess. So, yeah, it's, it's still weird though. Yeah. But I'm glad that people are out there and I'm glad they're listening. So, and I'm glad we're putting out information that they can actually use because we had several people come up and say that 
you know, I did this thing or I was getting into ham radio and didn't know where to go. And I listened to your podcast I and I was able to do line. this. And, yeah. you know, Bill's uh, how to install Ubuntu has been helpful for people and, and all kinds of things. So I actually sent several people to that, those YouTube videos because they're like, you know, you guys would be gone or you guys would be busy and they lock up and go. So how do I get in? You know, how do I get Linux going on my computer? I'm like, we have videos regarding that. Go here. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they would be like, okay, so what do I do? And I'm like, just watch the videos. That's all you need to do. If you have questions yeah. after you're done, send us an email. Somebody will answer you. So, yep. Yeah. Speaking of which, I mean, we had a, quite a few people ask some detailed questions that needed some more uh, context, both from them and from us. And uh, I definitely uh, told people, you know, send us an email at info at lhspodcast.info. And it goes to all of us. We'll all get it. Uh, you know, hit us up on social media or uh, whatever. But, you know, if you definitely hit the email, we'll all get it. And uh, we'll, we'll try to get back to you as soon as possible on some of those items. And uh, I know I know we had a few specific ones that I, I can't remember off the top of my head. This is why I wanted you to email me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't walk around with a you know tablet or a you know, notepad. And pen right. And making like notes. I should. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should. I should make notes. Um, but yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I told you guys to, to email us. So go ahead, and email us those questions, and uh, and, and tell us what's going on, so we can uh, you know, help out. you get over those humps and stuff like that, and uh, you know have a successful Linux installation in your ham shack. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And I told several people to email us if they had questions or concerns about the discs and all that. And I do want to remind everyone that since we did hit our funding goal, all the discs were just given away. They were gone. Yeah. Uh, they went rather quickly. <laughs> um, but we did not ask for additional donations for those. We just, anybody who wanted a disc and said, Hey, I want to try out this thing. They just, here you go. Have a disc. They just gave them a disc yeah. and they, they flew off the shelves. So and we sold out of thumb drives too or did you have one uh, we had over? three left over three left over mm, yeah. so, so next year quite a yeah. few of those yep. we went yeah. through like 22 of the thumb drives um once we went through the discs and uh overall i think we had a real successful time so i do want to run down through the list of uh the folks who donated to our gofundme campaign who actually sent me there this was actually on a loop uh on our big screen big screen tv yeah so everyone who was a Patreon or a PayPal supporter and everyone who donated to the GoFundMe campaign was actually shown through the entire show. So your name showed up. Uh, I'm going to give uh, initials for those folks who left anonymous donations for the GoFundMe. Uh, but here are the people who donated to the GoFundMe and, and got us to Hamvention and made Hamvention 2019 successful for Linux in the Hamshack. We have Don Gover. We know who he is. We have Don Rhodes. We know who he is. Michael Johnson, Corey Shields, Steve Sainer, Rich Harover, Maria Myers, Ed Matthews, Christopher Pakulski, Robert Orenberg, uh, VJ, can't say who that one is, <laughs> uh, Steve Sandelier, Steve Metcalf, Fred Cole, JA, KH, DB, Thomas Foy, JB, Paul Griffith, Michael Jacobs, Ernie Johnston, Steve Hart, Pat Collins, MM, DC, Pete Caffrey, Stacy Kirkpatrick and EL. So, so if you were marked as anonymous on the GoFundMe, you just heard your initials there. So you know who you are, but no one else does. Right. Well, we know who you are too, sort of. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know what your name is, but that's, that's about it. But many thanks to everyone who supports us in all the ways they support us, whether it's through feedback, listenership, monetary donations. However, 
Um, we can't thank you enough. And we're sincerely humbled by all the support we do get here at Linux and the Ham Shack. Definitely. And yeah, with that, we should probably let people like go to sleep or something. <laughs> yeah, we could. We have, we have dinner or, still in yeah. the oven. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been like baking at two hundred degrees for the last hour. <laughs> no, per, well, no, it's <laughs> no, off it did now, it did yeah. turn off. That's right. So, yeah. but we should probably go get it while it's warm. So, in the chat room tonight, we had Dan KF5TQN, Fred N2NRV. Thanks for taking that picture and sending it to us. By the way, yes, Fred, thank was, you very much. It was great to meet you there at Hamvention. Uh, we had Ted WA0EIR, Mike, who's one of our fine supporters, and we met at Hamvention this year, uh, and in previous years too, not just this year. Not this year. Right. Yeah. Uh, K8MJ and Don, AC9ZMY. And with that, I think we should go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. So thanks everybody for a successful Hamvention 2019. We look to forward to seeing everybody again in 2020. And this has been episode number 286 of Linux in the Ham Shack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD, 73. For listening to this episode of Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a community sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8 pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.
Linux in the Hamshack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.